All right, Saturday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus. My name closing out 2023, last Saturday, uh, second to last day of the year, right here, right now, for all of those of you crazy enough to be caring about politics on New Year's Day weekend, which, of course, I am. So welcome to the show. Glad you're here. <laughs> all right, so, of course, we have all this stuff going on with Trump being banned from ballots. Got him banned now from Colorado. Got him banned from Maine. And I know... I know the particulars, just so everybody knows. I know he's not officially banned. They pretty much have stayed these decisions. I'm not exactly sure how the main one works because it's from a uh, Secretary of State. The Secretary of State now can ban politicians off ballots. So everybody knows. Those are the new rules. We, we all need to be applying these new rules. and We all need to be abiding in these new rules. So with our various Republican hint, 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 Secretaries of State, we need to now understand the new rules are, according to Shanna Bellows, we can ban any politician we want for any reason we want off of any ballot using the 14th Amendment. That All of the liberal leftist pundits will say, oh, it's because he, Trump committed uh, insurrection. That's why Shanna Bellows and the Supreme Court of Colorado, which are four leftist hacks, uh, there are seven leftist, ha- leftist hacks on, that, on, on the Supreme Court in Colorado, but four, only four of them could see themselves uh, able to, to uh, vote Trump off the ballot, to ban Trump off the ballot. And they've stayed their decision. So the Colorado Supreme Court has stayed their decision to the Supreme Court. That shows you how confident they are. I mean, you know how confident, I mean, listen, that never happens. You know, how confident are you as the Supreme Court Justice of State that you basically put an injunction on your own decision? <laughs> Think about that. You make a decision and you injunct yourself. I mean, that, that's how confident people are because they don't want to be held accountable. Shanna Bellos, I'm not Bellos. I'm not sure how it works with it when it's a Secretary of State. I believe she is holding it to be determined by the Supreme Court. So she's real confident too. She's made a decision to ban Trump off the ballot for insurrection. A, Trump, a charge. Just so everybody knows, Trump has never been charged with insurrection. Charges never. Trump has never even been considered to be charged for insurrection. Trump is not guilty of insurrection. Trump has never been convicted of insurrection. Yet he's being banned off the ballot for insurrection. Truly amazing, isn't it? Now, these are the new rules, though. So we know that state Supreme Courts, so if you're dealing with Wyoming or Montana or Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, we've got Ken Paxton in Texas, Missouri, Andrew Bailey in Missouri, those, those are the attorney generals. We can ban, because I'm assuming because the Secretary of State can ban politicians off of ballots, certainly an attorney general can ban politicians off of ballots. And we know that Supreme Courts can, uh, can ban, state Supreme Courts can ban politicians off the ballot. So these are the new rules, and we need to be abiding by these rules so we go red state and reason. That's all we got to have. You heard me say this, uh, what was it, like a week ago? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was, we go last time we did a politic- podcast. All we need is a red state and a reason. The, people, the, the left will talk about all these leftists who are rejoicing in this. It's amazing that you're rejoicing as the tidal wave heads towards you. You're sitting, it's, it, it's funny because you, you're like, you have a tidal wave coming for Island A and then Island B. It's already wiped out Island A heading for you, and you're sitting on Island B believing it's never going to touch you. Right. It's truly amazing that leftists don't see this coming because all you need is a red state and a reason. Oh, no, we got the, we got the 14th Amendment. Okay, 14th Amendment, which was strictly put in place for, for members of the Confederacy. <laughs> That's who it was put in place for. Um, that former members of the Confederacy, i.e. insurrectionists, could not run for senatorial seats. So we got that. Well, first of all, it's got nothing to do with running for Senate. It has to do with running for president. So if we're going to be particular, let's get more particular because the 14th Amendment had nothing to do with the presidency. 
Absolutely nothing. But, you know, we don't want to get overly particular because leftists don't like to get overly particular. And by the way, that's fine with me because let's go ahead and stay nice and general with all of this. So you, all you have to do is say for, in, in any way, shape, or form that somebody is an insurrectionist. Well, I can say, let's see, Joe Biden left $86 billion worth of military equipment on the ground in Afghanistan, making the People's Liberation Army the 26th largest army on the planet overnight, which is now run by the other PLA, the People's Liberation Army of China, which now runs the People's Liberation Army of Afghanistan, and the People's Liberation Army of, 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 of Afghanistan has $86 billion worth of high-tech military, USA, United States military equipment. Yep. That right there is an insurrection. Would, would, would you not agree? How about the numerous drone strikes where Joe Biden has killed one person after another that's completely innocent? Uh, that could be treason. Um, that could be uh, you know war crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors, whatever it may be. And then, of course, we have the treason at the southern border, which is clear-cut treason. Because you are obligated as a president to secure the borders of the United States of America, where we have 10 to 12,000 illegals that we know of per day crossing the border, which is one to five times that many according to CPP statistics. So really, you start off with about 24, 20 to 24,000 per day across the United States border. That right there is reason we can, we can go ahead and keep, Trump, uh, keep Biden off of every red state ballot in the union under treason, under. Sec, uh, under uh, the 14th Amendment. That's all we got to do. These are the new rules. So let's go to Maine. And I know this is old news for some of you. Old news for really all of us that are watching. But I just want to cover this so that you see the intent behind the things that are happening. And you see the people behind the things that are happening. Big Fish video. Maine Secretary of State Shanna Bellos is visibly giddy depriving citizens of their right to vote. Play for me, Will. I am so mindful. And I said this in my decision. Uh, that it is unprecedented. No secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on section three of the 14th amendment, but no presidential candidate has ever engaged in insurrection. Aaron, you correct me what it's, what this call is called up talk or what is it? Yeah. Called? Up, talk. Up, up talking. So this is what our church pastors do. And this is what people who don't know what they're talking about or who are noticeably being evil and trying to hide it or, just are trying to sound intelligent. They up talk. Yeah. You know, they say things like, you know, I took very seriously my decision. Okay, they they up talk. That's what she's doing. She's taking her she's taking her decision to ban Donald Trump from the ballot very seriously. So first time in United States history, the Secretary of State has banned a president, a former president, or any politician off of any any presidential election in history. This is the first time it's ever happened. But she's taken this decision very seriously. I've taken my decision. Very seriously, she's trying to sound intelligent. Go to the next reform. Well, here's Alex Brucewitz. Let me just show you this. To be clear, Shanna Bellis, that's the woman we just saw, Maine, Se Maine Secretary of State, wasn't elected to that position by the people of Maine. She was selected by state legislatures. So she was selected by Democrats <laughs> to remove Republicans off of ballots. So an elected bureaucrat, an unelected bureaucrat, is illegally interfering in the 2024 election. That sounds, that sounds very familiar. Like Christopher Ray and the FBI, yeah. an unelected bureaucrat, interfering in another election. Of course, all Democrats. And people don't bother, people try to say, this person's a Republican, James Comer's a Republican. James Comer's a Republican as much as Susan Collins is a Republican. As much as Mitt Romney or Ben Sass is a Republican or Rob Portman is a Republican. They may have an R in front of their name, but they really are a D in more than one way. 
Biden and Bellows are threats to democracy, says Alex Brucewitz. He's completely correct. Just so everybody knows, that's who this woman is. She is an unelected bureaucrat. So an unelected bureaucrat can now pull off candidates for the presidency, can pull them off the ballot. Yeah. I mean, this is truly, these are the new rules. So I guess just so you know, I can elect myself to some position. If there's no rules anymore, then I just elect myself mayor of uh, Port Charlotte, Florida. There is no city of Port Charlotte, Florida. It's just an area. <laughs> I just elect myself that, and I'm an unelected bureaucrat. I have decided that Joe Biden will not be on the ballot in Port Charlotte. Sounds I can good. just do whatever I want now because that's what she can do. Yeah. And she has injuncted her own decision, by the way, and is now leaving it up to the Supreme Court because she knows that she'll be held accountable and could be sued, could be sued for defamation, which, by the way, Donald Trump needs to be writing all of these names down. There may be, <clears throat> there might be some liability coverage for the Supreme Court justices in Colorado, but there certainly isn't for Secretary of State Bellows here, where she may be liable for defamation for claiming that Donald Trump committed an insurrection. And again, let me just go over this, and I know this is preaching to the choir, but how exactly did Donald Trump commit an insurrection? What firearms did he provide? And by the way, he'd be insurrecting his own government because he was still the president at the time of the insurrection. Right. So he's overthrowing the government? So he's overthrowing his own government? <laughs> I, mean, how, I mean, again, it makes absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. How, when he's the president until 120, and he overthrow, threw, attempted to overthrow the government on 1-6, wouldn't he be overthrowing himself? There you go. You're well, he, tried to, he tried to overturn the election. How did he try to overturn the election? By sending the electors back to the states? Which, by the way, every Democrat has tried to do. I, I was going back and forth with this um, idiotic leftist on Twitter because I like to just do that every now and then. I like to do it about once every three or four months. Just go back and forth, see what the left is talking about, and let's keep my, you know, keep my argument skills nice and sharp because I don't argue enough in life. I really do, but anyway. <laughs> so, well, you know, we're just going back and forth. She goes, you know, this is something unique to Trump. I said, no, I've got video after video after video of Democrats asking to have electors turned over and trying to use what they would call rogue electors. Yeah. I have Dershowitz endorsing it because that's been going on from day one when people try to get an elector to not vote for who was voted in in the state because you have the electors that are signed in the state, the electoral college, and then you have various Democrats and on the Capitol, we have we have Sheila Jackson Lee doing it. We have numerous uh, Hollywood uh, Hollywood actors and actresses doing it, trying to get. We have we have an entire video: Mike Farrell, Loretta Witt, people like that, washed up actors and actresses in Hollywood, trying to talking to Republican electors in 2016, trying to get them to vote for Hillary Clinton. Actually, yeah. they start, they say, "Don't vote for Hillary Clinton. Just don't don't vote for Donald Trump." We have it on video. Yep, we played it. We have we have all of the we have all the congressmen and women Democratic congressmen and women on Capitol Hill arguing for the same thing to not certify electors. So it, it just so all the leftists know, rejoice now. Why you own the DOJ? But I don't think insurrection has statute of limitations on it, so we can just retroactively go back and charge Loretta Witt and Mike Farrell and Martin Sheen and all the rest of them with insurrection. According to your rules, it is insurrection to try to get an elector not to vote for the person who was elected in the state. Fine. Yeah. If that's the rules, then let's send everybody to prison. You will go to prison too. Absolutely fine. All right, more on this. Shanna Bellis tweet here. Now, this is a woman who just removed Donald Trump from the ballot. And I know everyone just, I'm, I'm saying this over and over again, so people don't send this into Aaron. They type in, he, it's, he's actually not off the ballot. I know he's not actually off the ballot. 
She has removed them from the ballot pending a Supreme Court decision. Same thing with Colorado Supreme Court, which shows you their extreme confidence in the decisions that they've made. So here she is. So she just, she just unilaterally, by the way, did this go through the House in the state of Maine? Uh, no. Did it go through the Senate in the state of Maine? Didn't even go through their wacky leftist Supreme Court, leftist House or leftist Senate in the state of Maine. Did they? She didn't even bother to do that. I, I assume it would have been pretty easy to get Trump banned off the ballot going through the House or going through the Senate or going through the Supreme Court. I imagine, wouldn't it? Right. We go through the court system somehow or another. But she didn't, she didn't even bother to do that. Shanna Bellis did this. And it's, it's hysterical, too, because people will say Shanna Bellos is like, you know, a moderate or she's, you know, not, you know, not, she's, she's got no bias, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, she has no bias. Well, here she is, the fundamental right of any American citizen to vote freely, fairly, and to have their vote counted is the premise of our democracy. She just banned the number one presidential candidate on the Republican side. More than, more than no, matter how you, no matter how you count ballots, which we know that's a nefarious thing these days. We have absolutely no idea. But what's so hysterical about it is no matter how you count ballots, more than 40% of America will vote for Donald J. Trump. That's going to happen of those who vote. Right. And, you know, and, you know, and, they're, and they're doing all sorts of different things to try to manipulate that vote, which I don't have time to get into tonight with Mark Elias and Perkins Coie and all that. Don't have time to get into it. But here's the woman who's saying that that is the fundamental premise their vote is the fundamental premise of our democracy, and she just removed a candidate off the ballot for absolutely no reason. For, for a crime he's never been charged with, right. never been convicted of, and never did. Yep. How exactly did Donald Trump commit an insurrection? Explain that. I just want to step by step, maybe five steps of how Donald Trump committed an <laughs> insurrection. Even if he did try to manipulate electors, that's legal. Look at Alan Dershowitz. Pull it up, Dershowitz electors on Twitter. He'll give you a 10-minute dissertation about this has been go how about how this has been going on for many, many since 1960. It's been going on. Yeah. It's always happening. There's no and there's nothing wrong with challenging an election. Challenging an election is not challenging democracy. It is democracy. And by the way, challenging democracy is the fundamental premise of democracy. <laughs> and they, these people are amazing. You challenge democracy. You, 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 you are threatening democracy by challenging democracy, but you can use totalitarianism to sure up democracy. You can use censorship to stir, to sure up democracy and mandate vaccinations and mandate mass to sure up what they always say, what they always call our democracy. Truly amazing. All right, let's go to the next one. Well, I don't know where I am. Shannon Bell's tweet again. Here we go. It shouldn't be up here. Sure. Here's more of our opinions. It shouldn't be up to a governor or any other one person <laughs> whether or not you have the right to vote. Oopsie. We are proud that in Maine, every citizen has the right to vote, except for Donald Trump. No, not the governor shouldn't have the right to it, but Shanabella should. <laughs> the governor is the governor who's way more powerful than the secretary of state shouldn't have the right uh, to, uh, or any other one person, whether or not you have the right to vote or not, should not have the right to take away your right to vote, except if it's Shanabella's the little weasel, Secretary of State of the little tiny state of Maine, has the right to remove Donald Trump off a ballot. But not a governor. Governor, governor, governor can't manipulate anybody's right to vote for anybody. But Shanabellos can come in, and nobody ever heard of her until she did this, and come in and unilaterally remove somebody off a ballot. Truly amazing. All right, let's go to the next one. Real Mac Report videos that we're at. Okay, Michigan Supreme Court went the other way, though. Play for me, Will. 
All right, we're back with a Fox News alert. The Michigan Supreme Court has just handed Democrats a major blow, shooting down an attempt to remove Donald Trump from the state's primary ballot, meaning Donald Trump will stay on the ballot in Michigan. All week, Democrats thought Michigan would be next after a few radical judges on the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Donald Trump was guilty of a crime he was never charged with, and then they kicked him off their ballot. It's a ruling that most legal scholars say will get knocked down 9-0 to zero in the Supreme Court. Looks like Democrats' attempt to choose the Republican candidate is hitting some major roadblocks. And again, it's just hysterical that Democrats would be upset about this knowing that this will turn on them. Yeah. It's going to happen to you if you want to use courts to remove candidates off of ballots. It's going to happen to you. What would stop us? What would stop? We can't. We we can fit anything into the insurrection narrative because you certainly have. You certainly have kept. You can squeeze anything you want into an insurrection narrative. And because Donald Trump didn't do anything, didn't arm anybody, never told anybody to storm the Capitol. Nothing. Told people an abandonment. So he puts on a video on Twitter which is take down, taken down by Jack Dorsey three minutes after it's posted, telling everybody to go home. Why would you do that? It's as if Jack Dorsey was in on it. It's as if F, the FBI, which instigated 1-6, was meeting with Jack Dorsey. Was, was, was the FBI meeting with Jack Dorsey once a week? Um, yeah, they were. <clears throat> they have numerous operatives in the 1-6 crowd, right? And Christopher Ray refuses to answer how many operatives you had in the 1-6 crowd. How many operatives did you have in Congress before the Capitol breach, in, in, in the Capitol, before the, before the Capitol breach, wearing Trump gear, he refuses to answer all those questions because it's an ongoing investigation three years later. Refuses to answer any of those questions. And the FBI, who's seemingly along with Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and Muriel Bowser, D.C. mayor, all turned down 30,000 National Guard troops. You have Ray Epps calling Nancy Pelosi's office four times prior to one six. That's weird. And then Donald Trump, and then he goes to the FBI's assets in the crown. Muriel Bowser's Metropolitan Police Department also have assets in the crown. We have a video of a Metropolitan Police Officer, one of Muriel Bowser's, actually instigating violence in the one six crowd. We have that. That person's never been prosecuted by the one six committee. That's strange, isn't it? Never was subpoenaed either. That's weird. Either was, either was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi was never asked by the 1-6 committee, the 1-6 unselect committee, illegal committee that it was, was never asked, was never asked to testify. That's weird. Never asked to give an answer about um, why it is that she turned down 30,000 National Guard troops. That's weird. Muriel Bowser was never asked that question either. And I don't believe she was subpoenaed either. Either was Schumer, either was McConnell, all of which, for some strange reason, even at the request of Stephen Sun, that the, uh, the, uh, Capitol Police, uh, Chief of Police for the for the Capitol Hill Police Department, his request was we need the National Guard, so that was turned down. He, she, Nancy Pelosi lied about his, her communications with Stephen Sund over and over again, saying that he never contacted her after the 1-6 breach. When he contacted her three times, it's all on cell phone records. She's lying. But, of course, she if she were to testify in front of the 1-6 committee, then she'd be committing felonious perjury. We know that. So, anyway. So it's as if you have Donald Trump puts out the message, everybody go home on Twitter and Twitter's meeting with the instigators of 1-6 once a week, according to Jack Dorsey's own testimony or Facebook's, I mean, Twitter's own testimony that they're meeting with the FBI once a week so the FBI can tell them which post they need to be, they need to be taken down along with the Biden administration, the State Department. And then Trump puts out a video, everybody go home. It's as if, 
That video was against the FBI's own initiative. Did the FBI not want people to go home? Because Twitter certainly took down that post, and they were taking down many other posts at the FBI's request. Did the FBI request they take down that post? Because did the FBI want this to go on? Because they want to be able to call everybody an insurrectionist so they can remove people off of ballots? So they can continue to arrest anybody who supports Donald Trump because you're an insurrectionist? Because insurrectionist means anybody who challenges an elector now, which means Sheila Jackson Lee is guilty of it, Mike Farrell's guilty of it, Martin Sheen's guilty of it. Many other Democrats who are currently serving in Congress are guilty of insurrection. That's the point of all of it. And you know the, you know the left is always talking about Russia, 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 as if Russia Russia's our greatest geopolitical, geopolitical foe there, not China is by far. But, so they hate Russia, but look how, look what, look, and again, this is, this is what I always tell you. We're always called the Nazis, but who has more in common with the, common with the Nazi party? You know, we got right-wingers in this room. We got me in the room. We got Aaron in the room. We got Will in the room. We're all right-wingers. We have nothing in common with the Nazi party. Correct. Not one thing. What do we have in common with the Nazi party? Not one thing. Not one thing. Nazi party outlaws religion. Do you, do, we don't do that. Um, Nazi party uh, commits mass genocide. We don't do that. That would be the globalist left, 42 point, 40, 41.2 million babies butchered in the womb every year. Um, th- who does mass censorship? Uh, with the, the, informa- uh, the Disinformation's Governance Board, the Ministry of Truth. Uh, that would be the left, not us. So who has, who has way more in common with the Nazi party? That would be the globalist left. And by the way, left is socialist, and they were called the National Socialist, the National Socialist Party, the Nazi Party. But they're always, you know, right now the globalist left just hates Russia. It's all hate, Ru- hate Russia. That means because I'm because I'm saying this, this inherently means I love Russia. No, you know what? I look at Russia just honestly. They are what they are. I don't make them any more of a demon or any less than a demon than their actions say that they are. Yeah, that's it. They are what they are. But again, according to the globalist left, i.e., the Democratic Party, Russia is the greatest evil in the world. So let's see who has more in common with Russia. The right or left? Put the next one up for me, Will. This Associated Press article, uh, Associated Press post, a pro-peace Russia presidential hopeful is blocked by the election commission. So here you have Russia blocking candidates just like the Democratic Party does. But allegedly, the Democratic Party just hates Russia, but they certainly have a lot in common with Russia. They're blocking candidates. You're blocking candidates. Congratulations on that. All right, let's go to the next one. Just have to show you this more on Trump stuff, on uh, Trump's legal battles. Jack Smith's latest authoritarian demands. So this is what I this is what I've been saying for a long time. What's happening? What happened in the Bannon case? Again, with Steve Bannon, who was convicted of obstruction of Congress for not obeying a subpoena that was unlawfully issued by the one six committee because the one six committee is not allowed to issue subpoenas because they're not a, they're not a select committee. They're actually an unselect committee, which I don't have time to get into tonight. So Bannon goes in and Bannon tries to tries to uh, bring in the evidence, the exculpatory evidence, put on a defense, right? That's, a, that's what we're all supposed to be able to do, put on a defense. You, you, in, in today's court, if you listen to Alex Jones' testimony about his court hearings in, in Connecticut and in Austin, Texas, his defamation cases against dead people, you can't defame dead people, but for some reason, again, since you can just make anything up now you want, I just, you're an insurrectionist if you didn't vote right now. If you say, I don't like Joe Biden, you're now an insurrectionist. That, that, that's, that, you're like, Tom, that's hyperbolic. It's hyperbolic, hyperbolic for now. How long will that be hyperbolic? Because if you can call him an insurrectionist, a man who never committed insurrection, 
never been charged with insurrection, never been convicted of insurrection, you can just take them off the ballots for insurrection, then you can just make anything up you want, right? Right? That's the whole thing. So you just make up whatever you want. But you can't even put on your own defense now. You're like, Tom, somebody will come to our aid. Who's going to come to your aid in Austin, Texas? Right. Who's, who's going to come to your aid in Washington, D.C. when Jack Smith's your prosecuting attorney? Who's going to come to your aid? Tanya Shutkin, who's, who's, who is the judge in this case? She's going to come to your aid? Who's going to come to your aid? There's nobody to come to your aid. They're just going to tell you you can't put on a defense. They're going to charge you with crimes that you didn't commit or crimes that don't even exist and then convict you of crimes that don't even exist. Well, Tom, they convict me of a crime that doesn't exist. How are they going to sentence me? If they can make up a crime, they can make up a sentence. Well, and then somebody's going to swoop in and save me. Who's going to save you? That's why we, listen, this is why we need to pray these people out of office. And Tom, how do you pray people out of office? Name people like Jack Smith in your prayers specifically. Be very specific for, with God. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Here's my prayer right now. I'm praying this right to you, Lord Jesus. Right now, I'm not kidding. Right now, Lord Jesus, expose Jack Smith for the criminal that he is in Jesus' name. Expose him to the public. Use the media to expose him. Use his own Pravda media, his own puppet media to expose him. In Jesus' name I pray. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. This is what you do. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, and 4. That's what we do. This, we, we're not, no violence whatsoever. No violence whatsoever. The only, thing, the only thing that I'm doing is spiritual warfare because all they're doing is just making stuff up out of thin air. It's just pure lawlessness, which is a sign of the end times. And they're dragging red people into blue jurisdictions with blue judges, blue juries, blue grand juries, blue prosecutors, blue defense attorneys, and blue appellate courts. And you have no chance whatsoever. None. Look at what Jack Smith's doing here. Latest authoritarian demands. President Trump cannot mention at trial agency prep for January 6th. <laughs> Why? He, he, he is accused of insurrection and he can't say how he tried to stop an insurrection? Right. You're like, Tom, that makes absolutely no sense. There is no way to make it sensical. There is no way to do it. He is being charged with insurrection and he's not allowed to show you how he didn't insurrect. And I know he's not being officially charged here with insurrection just for ease of conversation. Various other lower tier charges. But he's not allowed to talk about. Um, I contacted the Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> and said we need National Guard troops there. Why? Because I had fear that violence might happen. Yeah. And he's not allowed to mention that in court. In his defense... That he didn't try and stop an insurrection or that he committed an insurrection. He's not allowed to talk about undercover agents, the J6 crowd. <laughs> He's not allowed to talk about it. Crazy. How, how can you not, if you're going to be charged with inciting an insurrection or inciting a riot, then how are you not allowed to talk about police officers or FBI agents, FBI assets, FBI informants in the crowd possibly instigating violence? He's not allowed to allege foreign influence in 2020. <laughs> Why? Why would you not allow to be? Why would you not? Now, he's not allowed to allege that, but James Comey, for two, two plus years and $42 million and 41, James, it wasn't James Comey, it was, uh, it was Mueller, 
under Comey's FBI, you know, Mueller and Strzok and Page could talk about foreign influence in the 2016 election for two and a half years for $42 million using 41 FBI agents. He can't talk about cross-examination witnesses with privileges. <laughs> what, what are you talking? You can't talk about witnesses? Now, who, now they, he can't talk about witnesses who have privileges. Now, who deems whether or not they have privileges? Tanya Shutkin and Jack Smith. Right. And Merrick Garland and Lisa Monaco. So how are you going to win in Washington, D.C.? You can't. Tom, you talk about this all the time. Listen, I'm telling you, because this is the great, you want to talk about threats to democracy. Threats to democracy are when you cannot get a fair trial. And you can't get a fair trial in America. Now that you're like, well, what if it's a red state? Well, all you have to do, if you want to get Alex Jones, you want to get Donald Trump, for defamation, insurrection, whatever it may be, all you have to do is have a recording of them saying whatever whatever you think is an insurrection or defamation, talking about civil and criminal here. Just take your cell phone with you wherever you go, fly into a blue area, and put on the defamation right where you're sitting in Washington, D.C. and say, you know what, Alex Jones committed defamation in Washington, D.C., so I'm going to try him there. That's what, he, that's what they did to him just, and destroyed him financially for now. This is what they do with Donald Trump, too. Find something. That's why you have Letitia James in New York City with Alvin Twinkies Bragg prosecuting him in New York City. Yep. For things that he didn't do. I don't know if I have. Oh, good, I do. Go to the next one for me. Well, this is good. This, I can't believe this actually worked out. Usually I got to, like, make these guys search for this stuff. <laughs> Here it is. This is, this, is the case, and this is the case, really, for all intents and purposes, for Letitia James, the AG of New York, and Alvin Twinkies Bragg. Well, Alvin Twinkies is about election, election stuff. But this is what Letitia James is going after Donald Trump for, is misevaluating uh, real estate. Now, let me, let me just make sure everybody understands this before we get, before we get to this. Now, I'm kind of jumping all over the map tonight. But what they're saying, what he's being criminally charged for, and i.e., criminally charged for misevaluating real estate. So what he did was, let's just say he did something wrong. So he had a real estate that was worth $40 million and he wanted to get a loan off of This is exactly what happened, just so you know. Not, not the numbers, but this is exactly what happened. Yeah. He has real estate that's worth $40 million. And I'm, to, I'm not saying Donald Trump did any of this. This is what they're accusing him of doing. And he said to the bank, he's trying to get a loan off of it, that it's worth $50 million. So the bank gives him a loan for that amount. Let's say he leveraged it, so he got a loan for, 40, he got a loan for $50 million. Off of that $50 million misevaluation, then Donald Trump paid back all of that $50 million, and they're charging him with a criminal offense. Right. That's exactly what happened. All, every single misevaluation was paid back in full. Yep. With, by the way, with what? With interest. Yep. Everything was paid back. That's what he's being charged with. Tom, this never happens. Correct. It never happens under a true scales of blind scales of justice court system. You're not going to bother with it unless there was fraud that was committed. The fraud would have to be Donald Trump saying that businesses were worth way more than they were getting loans off of that, not paying back the loans for fraud, fraudulent purposes. Like Sam Bankman freed. Yeah. Who's now being released from all of his charges. Just sorry, my note. Well, Maxine Waters blows kisses at him. I think I've got that. I don't know if I got that. Oh yeah, that's next. I can't believe this stuff is next. So here, here's a good example of it. They all say that he misvalued or mis, uh, uh, I don't know about misvalued or misvalued. overvalued, overvalued Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Overvalued, overvalued Mar-a-Lago, right? He overvalued it. Well, let's look. Palm Beach, Man Palm Beach Mansion, Palm Beach, Florida, 
was just listed for $187 million. Mar-a-Lago has triple the square footage, <laughs> generates tens of millions of dollars in revenue, is the home of a living uh, United States president, yet New York City Marxists tell us that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, now you can see it's not. I didn't cut. I had to get all this in. I had to kind of cut the picture. Just so if you can't see that photo on the bottom, that I mean, that is not even a pimple on the rear end of Mar-a-Lago. Right. And Leticia James, I I mean, she hasn't, but she would, under oath, say that Mar-a-Lago is worth eighteen million dollars. When you have something that is, what is it? Uh, triple. Uh, is one-third the size. Yeah. Letitia James will say under oath, and so would Enderon the judge up there, would say under oath that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. They're not doing any comparative market analysis. They're not doing any CMAs, are they? I mean, these, these, these are people that are in charge of charging people, sending people to prison for decades who aren't even doing a CMA on their charges, saying that Mar-a-Lago is worth... $18 million when a mansion that is one-third the size and creates no revenue is worth is worth 10 times that? So that would make Mar-a-Lago worth 30 times that, 40 times that, 50 times that, 100 times that because it generates revenue. You see how evil these people are. They'll just bold-faced lie. All right, let's go to the next one. Colin Rugg tweet. Jumping all over the place right now. Here's the Sam Bankman free stuff. The U.S. government is dropping, see, I'm talking about the corrupt judicial system right now, dropping six charges, six more charges gone from Sam Bankman. Wonder why that is. I wonder why it is. Why does he get all of his charges dropped and Donald Trump doesn't? That's weird, isn't it? The U.S. government is dropping six charges against, uh, against crypto scammer Sam Bankman Freed, including campaign finance violations. Oh, that's weird. I, I thought this was a threat to our democracy. And conspiracy to commit bribery charges, they're all being dropped by Merrick Garland's DOJ. Mm. That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's as if some people get charged with crimes and some people don't. And the people who are fine with that believe they're defending democracy. <laughs> Making bribes with stolen money is fine as long as the money is going to U.S. politicians. Sam Bankman Fried donated $100 million. $100 million in 2022 alone. 2022 alone midterms, pouring tens of millions into dark money groups with customer funds. Some of these groups were linked to Senate leaders, including Mitch, who has an R in front of his name, but is really a D in more than one way, McConnell, and Chucky e. Schumer. Go to the next one for me. Here's, I want to show, show you this video. Here's Sam Bankman Freed. This is his interaction with Democrats. Here's Maxine Waters. Play for me, Will. Yeah, you get kisses blown to you when you give somebody $100 million. That's the thing. You get, you get a lot of kisses, and you get all your charges dropped, too. <laughs> you can't have a democracy, folks, when some people get charged with, the, if you have the exact same crimes, and they are proven, and you got one person charged with them and one person not. You can't have a democracy that way, and the only people doing that are Democrats. Now, Republicans doing that, and I have been, I, uh, listen, oftentimes I'm no fan of the Republican Party, even though I'm a member thereof, and a staunch one at that. I'm just saying, 
They're too weak need too, too, too much of the time. But you cannot have, the Republicans aren't doing that. The Republicans may be weak, but they're not pulling people off of ballots. They're not charging people with crimes that don't exist. They don't want a biased judicial system where only Democrats are charged and Republicans are. When has that ever happened? I, listen, I can remember all politics from 1980 on. I can remember it all. From that moment on, I remember when, Donald, when, when uh, Ronald Reagan was, was elected president. I, got, I remember all of it, and this has never happened. Republicans never did this, and Democrats didn't used to do it either. Democrats want to be free to be a bird to be. Liberals and smoke all the, the, the marijuana they want to smoke and butcher their unborn and keep, keep, your, keep your government out of my body, except if it's mandated vaccines. All those things, they, they were those kind of, they, they, those kind of liberals. That's fine. But nobody has ever advocated. It used to be liberal, too. It was like against the machine, rage against the machine. Yeah. Now they're just corporatists. Now anything a court says, they believe. Now anything anything a corporation, so they, they, anything a court says or anything a corporation says, they're fine with. That's the new left because they're globalist left. It's, and by the way, they're not liberals. They're leftists. They're like Hitler, Mao, Stalin, Maduro. That's it. Pol Pot, anybody you want to name. Let's go to the next one. Just have to show you some random things now. Wondering why Mike Pompeo, I'm just kind of hitting all the narratives. Wonder, wondering why Mike Pompeo is lobbying so hard for Ukraine. Anybody wonder about that with old Mikey? Well, look at who's employing him now. <laughs> Same thing as Nikki Haley. Yeah. Nikki Haley broke, gov- leaves the governorship of South Carolina. She broke. Lone Hill, now she's worth tens of millions. What, why is that? Because she went and pimped, it, pimped herself out to the military-industrial complex and is now pimping wars around the globe so that she can personally profit, just like all those pimping and whoring vaccines so they can personally profit. Well, look at all who, look, well, look at who's employing him now. He's now sitting on the board of directors of Kiev Star. And I just want to just say this real quick. How in the world could that ever be Kiev? <laughs> when it's K-Y-I-V, how is that Kiev? It's Kiev Star, the largest mobile service provider in Ukraine. Secretary Pompeo joins in his capacity as a partner of Impact Investments, a newly established U.S.-based strategic and financial advisory investment firm which seeks to develop long-term partnerships, blah, 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 puke fest, with the world's leading companies across a range of of industries and and geographies, uh, the press release said. It sounds just like Hunter Biden's businesses. Yep. Identical. You know why? Because Mike isn't that much different than Hunter Minus the crack pipe <laughs> Maybe. and the Russian horse, hopefully. <laughs> so now Mike, Mike Pompeo just seems to want this war to go on and on and on and on when Kiev and Ukraine are not winning one battle. Not one battle. And I believe, I can't remember for, for sure, the average age, can't remember from Douglas McGregor of their soldiers right now is into their 40s. That's like their average age. That means you've got... If your average age, just say it's 40, that's your average age of your soldier, that means you have soldiers 20 to 60. Right. Fighting in the, that's, that's not winning one battle. But Mike doesn't care because Mike is now on the board of Kiev Star. So the longer the war goes, the better. And see what will happen is Kiev Star will end up being part of the funding for the rebuilding of Ukraine. So you see everything, all of these Democrats, all these globalist leftists, they profit, profit on both ends of everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't have time to get into it, but they profited on the, the uh, manufacturing of COVID-19, 
the masking of COVID-19, the vaccine of COVID-19, the locking down because of COVID-19, they all profited. Whether it's Ursula van der Leyen and her husband, who's a contractor for Pfizer, so she's mandating the vaccination she's personally profiting from. They make money off of both ends of it. And, if it, and, and geopolitically, because they want to lower the Earth's population, it works out perfectly for them on both ends too. Where they create a virus that kills people, they mask people, which kills people. Then they vax people, which kill people. Lock down people, which kills people. Lock down, close down businesses that were family owned and operated for decades. People commit suicide over it. So they, it just works out great for them on both ends. Well, Mike Pompeo, put up the next pick, guys. We'll go side by side. Just showing this to you. The Kiev Independent, former U.S. Secretary of State, to join Kiev Star Board. There we go. So leave this up for me so everyone knows what I'm talking about. They profit on both ends. So right now, who's profiting in, in Kiev? would be the military-industrial complex. The Raytheons, the Lockheed Martins, all those things that Lloyd Austin works for, Nikki Haley works for. They vacillate back and forth from board to government, government to board, board to government, securing contracts on both ends, making multi-millions of dollars for themselves. They're like, no, they're not making multi-millions while they're in government. No, you're right, they're not. While, they're, while you're Lloyd Austin, you're right now the, the uh, defense secretary, you're not making millions from Raytheon. You're securing billions of dollars of contracts for Raytheon. And as soon as you get done with your run as the defense secretary, who has a board position waiting for you? Yep. As an as a advisor on that board. That's right. For hundred million a year. Oh, but you weren't getting paid while you're a government, though. <laughs> See how it works? That's what that's what Mikey's doing. And they get paid on both ends. See how it works? Is this? So right now, the military-industrial complex is making all the money because all the weapons that are being made and sent and shipped off to Ukraine, right? You know, $200 billion that we've pledged to Ukraine. And there's different reports about how much has actually been pledged, up to $300 billion, maybe $200 billion has already been sent. So right now, they're, and by the way, that's Republicans and Democrats, rhinos, rhino Republicans, not real ones, not real conservatives, rhino Republicans profiting off of this, like the Nikki Haley's of the world, profiting, the Mike Pompeo's of the world, that are now profiting off of the destruction of Ukraine. Got that, right? And then you get you get Mikey on the board of Kiev Star, right? So then you're going to have to have the rebuilding of Ukraine, and they get to profit again. Well, you've already had Joe Biden pledge hundreds of millions of dollars to the International Monetary Fund for the rebuilding of Ukraine, which is going to be run by J.B. Pritzker's sister. The governor of Illinois' sister will be running... The rebuilding of Ukraine, along with a part uh, in partnership with the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. <laughs> weird, isn't it? It's so weird how they just profit off of all of the calamities that they cause. They cause the problem and then offer you their totalitarian solutions that they financially profit off of. So I just wanted to show you that. This is how it works in Washington, D.C. I want to show you, I'm just hitting all the narratives tonight, real quick. Then we're going to go to the border. Let's show you this. Go to the next one for me. Let's show you the polar ice now. And all the, you know, again, it's all about leveraging. It's all a one world globalist agenda to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. So you won't have access to anything. No goods, services, medicine, hospitals, travel, nothing. You won't be able to get licenses to do anything. You won't be able to get permits to do anything unless you tote the globalist line. Well, one of those things they use to leverage in 
the one world commerce system, they use many tactics, COVID, mandatory vaccinations, CBDCs. Uh, they use the, the vaccine passports to put in the infrastructure for CBDCs and social credit systems. That's what, it was put, that's, that's what, COVID, was, that's what COVID was all about. You, you can watch one WEF video after another, WEF, along with the Bill, the, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the WF and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which did Event 201, to the, the Event 201, which is them wargaming against a coronavirus in October of 2017, right? That's what COVID was about. Because Bill is also working with Gavi MasterCard on quantum dot tattoo technology so you have an implantable tattoo in your body. On, you know where it goes? Very strangely, according to Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, goes in your hand, and eventually, we all know where it will go, also, on your forehead. It was all to get the infrastructure in place, to get the compliance in place, get that infrastructure in place where there are global passes, but it's all for your health. It's all for your convenience. It's so, we're trying to prevent, we want CBDCs because we're trying to prevent people from stealing from you, so it's all for your safety. Just like the Patriot Act, is to keep terrorism away from you. Now, of course, that allowed the NSA to type all of your data and read it. Don't have time to get into that tonight. But I want to show you this. this one of those narratives leverage you into one world commerce system is climate change. Because they want you in an electric vehicle so that they can control your fuel input and your fuel output. If you don't, if you don't comply to whatever initiative they put in place, they just cut you off. No fuel for you. That's why they want everything on a digital wallet. So they can just shut it off anytime they want. Anything going in, anything that has anything going out or going in can be shut off. Shut off by somebody. So one of their narratives is climate change. We have to change your entire life because of climate change. In other words, we have to control your entire life because of climate change, right? Well, here's the clear. They claim that all this ice is disappearing, right? I mean, and again, it vacillates back and forth. If it's not working, if warming isn't working, then they go to it's climate change. It's just more, hor- it's just more radical weather, more horrible weather. Because the climate warming didn't, global cooling didn't work, then global warming didn't work, so then they shifted the climate change. But lately, if you notice, they're claiming that it's warming again. So here's the ice now. Here's the ice all over the last, can you guys see the years on that? Oh, yeah, I got it. If you go left to left to right, it is um, top, top, top left is 1979, top right, 1982, bottom left, 1996, and here we are in 2023. Anybody see a difference? <laughs> Uh, the only difference I see is there's actually more ice in 2023 than 79 and 82. Yeah. So exactly how is there climate change? How are the polar ice caps melting? So whenever you see the polar bear commercials, <laughs> remember this picture. Yeah. Because they're lying to you just like they were lying to you when they said, this is an existential threat to your life, this 99.9% survival virus. This is an existential threat to your life. Get seven times vaccinated. And Bernie Sanders is sick again, by the way, with it. Right, let's go to the next one. Let's switch to the border. And wokeness video. Here's the latest. This is the latest influx into America. And this was during the week of Christmas. What's the Aaron? The 30, 30th. 30th. So this is somewhere between 25 and 30. Here's the latest influx heading towards America. Play for me, Will.
All right, let me do this Do this real quick. We got to go to our sponsors. Go to, let me talk about our sponsor real quick. Midas Gold Group. Supposed to do this a while ago. Sorry, guys. But we got our largest audience right now anyway, so it's good. Listen, I know nothing is for sure. I get it. I get it. Nothing is for sure, including gold. But what is the best? What has never lost all its value? And that would be gold. Now, the good thing about Midas Gold Group is it's our sole, our one and only sponsor right here, Midas Gold Group, one and only sponsor, is that Midas is veteran-owned, veteran-operated, MAGA-owned, and MAGA-operated. Not conservative-owned, not Republican-owned, MAGA-owned. Genuine MAGA, Republican-owned and operated. Everything with Midas is also physical gold, not pretend gold, not accounts of gold, physical gold. Whenever you want your gold, they'll put it in your hand. I'm going to order couple, I don't know how many thousands of dollars worth at the beginning of the year. I'm getting a bunch of gold put into my safe, maybe doing an IRA also. And I'm getting it from Midas Gold because it's physical. It's all physical gold. It's all real gold. And it's a MAGA company who votes and believes the way that we do. And if you order gold from them, tell them, tell them, do me a favor. Tell them that you're sent there by the Tom Lipley podcast, the TLP podcast. So let's go back to the border. So you just saw the latest, you saw the latest influx into America. 750,000 documented since October 1st. Everybody know that? 750,000 since October 1st alone brought into America. <laughs> it's one to five times that many according to CPP statistics. Right. But 750,000 since 10-1. That, that's where we're at. But what does Mallorca say about it? Play for me, Will. I want to be very clear. Our borders are not open. I will say this. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. Fox News Alert, I want to give you a live look at what's happening down there in Eagle Pass, Texas, okay? Border agents there are calling this the worst they've ever seen in terms of migrants coming across. And these, these, these images are just incredible. You'll remember the people trying to get on the train last week. The people that got on the train, that's who those people are right now that are sitting outside Eagle Pass waiting to get processed. The Border Patrol is completely overwhelmed, and they say they are 260% over capacity at this point, and that's before all of these others come through. And what does Mallorca say? I want to just tell everybody the border is closed. <laughs> the border is closed. So what's happening is Greg Abbott, of course, is sending all of these, well, not all of them, he's sending bus loads and plane loads up to Chicago and New York. And here's Mayor Brandon Johnson of Chicago. Play for me, Will. In Chicago, anywhere else in the country, um, the public good is already stressed. Um, whether it's our transportation system, our healthcare system, our education system, you know, all of these systems are already stretched um, to meet the, the, the demands of families who um, have been here. Um, you know, over the past seven months, it's been uh, an incredible, an incredible strain on every aspect of of city services. All right, let's hop right in the next one, Will, because here's Eric Adams from New York. Play for me. We're seeing uh, the erosion of the quality of life that we've improved on in such a short period of time of this administration. And we have been impacted. Uh, for, for many uh, months, we were able to keep the visualization of this crisis from hitting our streets, but we have reached a breaking point. We're no longer able to do that because of the volume and numbers. Just last week, 
We had 3,900 people that arrived here. We are averaging anywhere from 2,500 to close to 4,000 a week. And if you do the math, you see that's 8,000 every two weeks, potentially 16,000 a month that we must feed, clothe, house, educate children, and all the services that you would give a normal adult. And we're seeing that play out on our streets of New York. And that is what the breaking point looks like, what we are experiencing right now. Boys, boys, what? what's the matter, Brandon? What's the matter, Eric? This is what you voted for. These are the policies you wanted, and I want to congratulate all the Chicagoans and all the New Yorkers. This is what you want. 16,000 people a month migrating into the city. We have no idea who they are. We don't know who they're, what their records are. We don't know if they're a sex offender. We don't know what their age is. Again, according to your own politics, we don't even know what gender they are. <laughs> All migrating to your city. This is what you wanted. Yep. Oh, did you just want that for Eagle Pass, Texas? Did you just want that for Del Rio, Texas? Did you just want that for El Paso? Is that what you wanted? Oh, you don't like it when your own policies land on your doorstep? Come on, Eric. Come on, Brandon. Step up to the plate and enjoy. Enjoy the fruits of your own policies, which is mass illegal migration into your cities. It's what you voted for. It's not what Texas voted for. Katie Hobbs can have it in Arizona because that's what she wants. But even she is complaining to Biden. Eric Adams is complaining to Biden. And right when Eric Adams is complaining to Biden, gets on a flight to go meet with Biden about illegal immigration in New York City, his campaign finance advisor gets raided by the FBI. That's strange, (laughs) isn't it? I mean, that's weird. That's weird, isn't it? Let me show you this. This is from a German newspaper. If any of you can speak German... You can read the title of the newspaper. I have no idea. Here's the translation of their uh, translation of the article. At least 7,000 women in Germany have been victims of sexual assault by refugees since 2015. 7,000 rapes. 7,000 rapes that never needed to go. Those are reported ones. How many were there really? Yeah. At least double, probably triple that many. Due to the almost uncontrolled migration of young men, numerous sexual offenders immigrated This is also why the CDU wants to reduce the number of asylum seekers. The Greens, the Democratic Party of Germany, are silent on the issue. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds very familiar. But you know what? I just want to congratulate Eric Adams and Brandon Johnson. This is what's coming to your cities. Yep. Right here. It's going to happen in America. It's already happening in America. I could could do do an entire show on illegal immigrant crime. I could do an entire week. I could do an entire month on it. True. One slide after another of crimes that occur. Sex, you know what? I could do three months of sex crimes alone from illegal immigrants, crimes that never needed to happen and would never have happened if it wasn't for Joe Biden letting them in the country. 8,000 a month under Trump, illegals. 8,000 illegals a month were coming into our country under Donald Trump. 8,000 a month, which, by the way, isn't acceptable. But she was shutting down with the Remain of Mexico policy. 8,000 a month. How many under how many how many under Joe Biden? 12,000 a day. 8,000 a month. 12,000 a day, roughly 2 to 300,000 a month now. From 8,000 a month to 250,000 a month. And we keep setting one record after another. What's going on? What's what's Gavin Newsom doing about it? Get it ready, well. What's Gavin Newsom doing about it? Play it for me. 
Also starting January 1st, California will become the first state in the nation to offer health insurance to undocumented immigrants. Under the expansion, more than 700,000 people between the ages of 26 and 49 will be eligible for Medi-Cal. CBS 8's Rocio de la Fe takes... So a state that by itself is a trillion dollars in debt is, <laughs> <here's Levin. laughs> is a trillion dollars in debt is now going to offer Medi-Cal to all the illegal immigrants pouring into California, which Ben Burkwam has another has a great video with all the illegal because we're always in Arizona, we're always in Texas. They're pouring into California. And now they're gonna get free medical care in California, paid for by not just Californians, but you and me. Back here Tuesday Night Live. Do not miss it. Love you all. God bless you. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll cast out devils. You'll speak with other tongues. You drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. You'll be like Paul in Acts 28, 3 and 5. A viper could fasten on you. You just pull it off, throw it in the fire and suffer no harm. But you're not interested in that. You just want a very placid, Holy Spirit uninvolved Christianity. You're going to be miserable that way. You're actually inoculating yourself against greatness. You're inoculating yourself against the miraculous. You got to dive in. Everything you want, Lord, I want. A lot of people don't pray that because they're afraid of what God wants. Whatever God wants is your maximum happiness. Whatever you think is great for you is not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let it go. Let your life go. You'll be a much happier person. That's as sweet as I can give you. That's as sweet as I can be. You'll be a much happier person. watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.